This podcast is about my decision to consciously work on being happy now. It's about focusing on making the life I have worth living rather than grieving the life I wish I had. My name's Denise Collins and I sincerely hope that you will benefit yourself from what I explore in this podcast. Broadly speaking, there are two types of happiness. Hedonic well-being, which is about pleasure, feeling good, positive emotions, maximising enjoyment, subjective well-being, peak moments of happiness, and is often thought of in terms of short-term bursts of happiness. The other type is eudaimonic well-being. This is focused on achievement, functioning well, meaning, purpose. Um, It's all about um, engagement, flow, playing to your strengths, realising your potential. Um, Fulfillment and deeper happiness, which is seen as somehow more sustainable. I'll apologise in advance if you hear the dogs barking. The dogs are part of my well-being I guess my four-legged furry family Um, although they can be a bit of a pain especially when I'm trying to do something like record this podcast and they decide to bark but on the whole they are quite central to my well-being anyway in terms of these two types of happiness hedonic well-being and eudaimonic well-being in the past personally I've tended to focus probably a bit too much on the eudaimonic side of stuff all of the worthy kind of stuff um i've even got the stoic virtues of justice wisdom temperance and courage tattooed on my arm but since i've kind of begun this investigation into how to be happy now i i realized i think that i've perhaps neglected the hedonic side of life a little bit um And kind of what I'm realising in my quest to be happy now, with my life the way it is rather than how I anticipated it would be or maybe how I'd prefer it would be, is that it's not really a matter of either hedonic or eudaimonic. I, I think I've been guilty in the past of this kind of either or thinking. And this kind of either or thinking actually can be a source of unhappiness. It can actually get in the way of being happy. This kind of thinking is sometimes called splitting um, by psychologists. And it's the inability to bring together the dichotomy of both positive and negative qualities in the self and in others into a realistic whole. It's a common defence mechanism, actually, black and white, either or global uh, kind of splitting thinking i might i might explore that um a bit more these thinking in extremes i might explore that a bit more in a future post but but it did occur to me that i had i was i was too kind of weighted on the side of the eudonomic and i'd kind of even maybe look down a little bit on the hedonic um But actually, you know, one way of creating happiness is about finding a good, healthy balance of the two types. Um, Rather than focusing too heavily on one or the other. Is it really possible to just decide 
to be happier. I'm taking this happiness thing seriously. It's no joke, you know. <laughs> it's no joke trying to be happier. So I've done some research. Happiness researchers, and yes, there is such a job. What a great job that must be. Or is it? I don't know. Happiness researchers say that um, about 60% of your happiness is the result of your genes and your life circumstances. 60%. That's quite a lot. Now, the pessimist would say, well, if 60% of whether or not you're happy is down to your genes and your life circumstance, then what hope is there? What hope is there, would say the pessimists. But wait, says the optimist, that leaves 40%. 40% and that's still quite a lot. What about that? Well, these happiness researchers say that 40% of how happy we are, 40% of our happiness is down to what we think and what we do. It's down to our mental activities and our behaviours, our activities. So it is possible, in theory at least, to be at least up to 40% happier. But is it possible to have happiness as a goal? Is it possible to, for instance, um, yeah, to decide that happiness is going to be your goal? Now, it might be a really nice idea, but is it actually an achievable outcome in and of itself? Do you find happiness or is it more a case of creating it, constructing it? Well, I suppose it starts with the question, what is happiness? What do you consider happiness to be? What makes you uniquely happy? Even universals like being loved back by someone that you love or having children or a fulfilling career, more than enough money. While these are things that hopefully bring you joy and possibly the lack of them will bring unhappiness, they're not actually guaranteed to provide lasting happiness for three main reasons. The first is that whatever the circumstances of your life, it's possible to literally make yourself unhappy by the way that you look at things, by the thoughts that you think. You might have a wonderful partner, but you might worry that that partner's going to leave you. You might have fabulous children, but you might be focused on um, all of the things that you're concerned about in terms of, of their lives rather than enjoying them with awe and wonder. You might have a great career, but you might get stressed out at work. You might have money, but if you fear that whatever money you have is not going to be enough, then you won't enjoy that money, you won't get happiness from it. So whatever the actual circumstances of your life, it's actually possible to literally make yourself unhappy by the thoughts that you think. The second reason is that we actually get used to things. 
we habituate to what we have. We literally become accustomed to actually both the positives and the negatives. Good fortune will for a time boost our happiness levels and bad fortune for a time will reduce our levels of happiness. But we're likely to become accustomed to whatever that change in circumstances is and return more or less to whatever our set point was before that. It's called an adaptation. We, we literally adapt. And the third is that the more you have, the more you're likely to actually want. Once you've achieved a goal, once you've actually got what it was that you set out to have or to be, thinking that that would bring with it happiness, you're likely to up the stakes, to raise the bar. So if you get that pay rise, which means that you're earning 100k a year, pretty soon you're likely to want or even think that you need 200k. Metaphorically speaking, you get to the top of a particular mountain that you've been working hard to ascend and when you get there, all that's actually under your feet is dirt and all you can see is the next peak towering above you. This is sometimes known as um, being on the hedonic treadmill where the faster we we run to try and achieve the things that we think are going to make us happy, the faster we have to run. Well, I guess there's no one secret. There's no one single answer to what's likely to make us happy. But we might actually be looking in the wrong places and we might overlook more genuine and authentic sources. So what do I actually mean by that? Well, maybe we get caught up in playing the I'll be happy when game. Thinking that it's the big achievements in life, the big goals that we're pursuing that will ultimately bring that happiness. But as I've already said, once we achieve a goal, we're often then just focused on getting the next one. I suppose what I'm getting at here is that happiness is the result of what you think and what you do, rather than what you achieve or what you have. So we, we may be looking in the wrong place if we're looking just externally, for something that's really more internal. For instance, no matter what the external circumstances of your life, if you're not grateful and appreciative, then you're likely to be less than as happy as you could be. Gratitude as an activity is known as a happiness-enhancing activity. Is one of the things that you can focus on consciously to increase your levels of happiness. Gratitude isn't always easy to practice, especially if you're in pain emotionally or physically, or if the circumstances of your life 
are really challenging. It might be hard to practice gratitude if you're worried about money or you're dealing with the loss of a loved one. Mindfulness is another thing that we're encouraged to do as a happiness enhancing activity. And mindfulness isn't solely exclusively about meditation. Mindfulness is about living more in the present moment on purpose without judgment. So there we have it. We've uh, looked at whether or not it's possible to just decide to be happy. We've looked at the kinds of things that might bring us happiness. We've thought about the reasons why even those things that we think are going to be universals that make us happy, they might not actually. And I guess the real focus of this podcast in many respects is about where you can exert some kind of control over your happiness because I've certainly discovered since losing John and and probably even before that that you can't control the external circumstances of your life. Some things are nice and bring joy and other things are not nice and bring deep sadness. So to focus your attention and your efforts on trying to control the external circumstances of your life is always going to be limited. We can do our very best to bulletproof our lives. But something can just happen. As I'm recording this, we're still impacted by the global pandemic of COVID-19, which brought with it such a stark reminder that there are lots and lots of things that are outside of our control. You know, at the peak of that epidemic, it didn't matter really how much money you had or how successful you were. We were all pretty much in the same boat in terms of not being able to travel, not being able to spend time with loved ones, not even being able to buy toilet rolls. (laughs) And something really occurred to me during, especially the early days of the pandemic, a lot of people really struggled with the fact that COVID-19 brought with it huge amounts of uncertainty and a very stark reminder that there were lots of things that were beyond our control. And a lot of people struggled with that. Ironically, I think that had hit me when I lost John. Everything that I thought was certain, everything that I thought meant something was undermined and that feeling of lack and lack of control you know it didn't matter how strong or important or powerful I thought I was I wasn't able to change what had happened 
So I suppose, essentially, the choice, the decision to pursue being a bit happier, whether it's that 40%, whether it's being happy now, is all about attending to our thoughts, our focus, where we're putting our attention and our behaviours, what we're doing and not doing. Now, I've been talking about this stuff as a psychological therapist, coach and trainer for two decades. But obviously I'm looking at this now from the perspective of having been through the most devastating and shocking experience of my life and realising that actually the only place where we have any leverage in terms of whether we can be happy now is internal, it's within our thoughts, all of the cognitive approaches cognitive behavioural therapy, irrational emotive behavioural therapy, dialectical behavioural therapy, they all focus on this idea that our thoughts and our feelings and our behaviours are inextricably linked and are very powerful in terms of whether or not we are happy, satisfied. So I suppose this podcast is really about not pursuing goals, although that's nice, it's good, it's a good thing to do, but it's really about the focus on how can you get more control over your thoughts so that you can be happier. Thanks for listening. I really hope that you found this episode interesting. Maybe it gave you some things to think about. If you have any comments or questions or observations, please do get in touch. But for the time being, until we meet again, which I hope will be very soon. Bye for now.